welcome to this special episode of the Yoga Focus podcast. Today I wanted to share with you this process that I created to come up with a custom meditation ritual that I can do in the morning. I've struggled with meditation in the morning for a really long time, so this particular format that I use is what I found to be the most successful for me, and I think when you go through the process of customizing your practice, that you are also going to find that same level of success and enjoyment in the process. If you would like a copy of the worksheet that I created to help you put together your own customized practice, you can go over to my website, lauragyoga.com. Hey everyone. Today I wanted to share with you a process that I've used to finally create a morning practice or a morning ritual that I've actually been able to stick with. And this has really been an ongoing struggle for me. For as many years as I have practiced yoga, I've never been able to keep a consistent morning meditation practice except for the time that I was at Yogaville where it was mandatory that you get up at 5.30 in the morning to go to the meditation hall. Um, other than that, I have really always struggled with being able to get myself to sit and do a practice in the morning. So if you also struggle with that, um, I think this is going to be really helpful for you. For so many years, I've been hearing my students say that they also struggle with getting some sort of a morning practice in, and usually I've been somebody to meditate toward the end of the day, but the challenge with that is that it is so easy to get wrapped up in doing things, and then next thing you know, you're in bed and you forgot to do your meditation practice or didn't make time to do your meditation practice. And you hear over and over how important it is to do this practice in the morning because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. But if you are like me and you are not a morning person, I have never been good in the morning. And I don't know if I ever will be, to be honest. The first key to me being able to have a regular practice in the morning was to keep it short. I can't do a half an hour, I can't do an hour. 10 to 15 minutes is like the window that I've found that I will be willing to make that amount of time in the morning, even on work days, because that's especially challenging. Work days, yeah, lots going on in the morning. So I can, I can make 10 minutes to sit and center myself before I go out about my day. And the way that I break up that time is in two-minute segments. And I use those two-minute segments to bring in what I call anchoring techniques or techniques that will help you with concentration. Because in yoga, the process goes from concentration to meditation. Or sometimes I'll throw in there contemplation if you want to think about something. But that progression is super important. When we try to just sit down and go right into that state of clear, blissful meditation, that's where people feel like they fail. 
So the advice that I always give people is contemplation, concentration, meditation. There's a progression that has to happen there. It doesn't take a lot of time. It can be done in 10 minutes or 12 minutes. Um, but that progression is super important to prep your brain for what's going to happen. One of the first things that I recommend doing is prepping your space. The day before, figure out where you're actually going to do this practice. And sometimes we call it a meditation altar, but it really doesn't have to be that formal. You just take some things that are important to you, things that you really like or that bring up good memories or good feelings, and you put them in one space. Some of them might be the tools that you're actually going to use for your morning ritual. Um, some of the things that I have are a candle and a little lighter. It's one of the first things that I'll do is light my candle. Um, I have my essential oils. So what I'll do to, again, prep my brain to have a more enjoyable experience is just put a couple drops of essential oil on my hands and I call this the natural oil diffuser. Rub, get some really good friction and heat going. My hands are usually cold in the morning so this really helps. Take a few good deep breaths and then rub that on the neck and the chest. Our sense of smell is really helpful to get the brain to tune in. And if you use the same scent every single time you do your practice, it will really help you to switch right into that mode of being focused and being settled. So the candle, the essential oils, I have my plant and some shells from different trips that I've taken. I also have my mala beads. I tend not to use them in the morning, but I like having them there on the occasion that I might want to use them. So you prep your space, and the interesting thing that I found is this is a heater, and I turn it on in the morning when I wake up, and I sit directly in front of it to do my meditation, because I'm usually cold, and when I'm cold, I'm cranky. So the heater makes this such a nice experience. I will also bring my coffee over and put it right there and let it cool down while I'm going through this process. And sometimes I'll take a sip of it because that makes me happy too. Um, or tea or hot water with lemon, whatever you particularly like. If that's something that you feel like adds to the experience of your morning ritual. I will wear my fuzzy vest and my fuzzy polar bear socks in the winter or in the summer. Sometimes I'll go outside and do this. But uh, make sure that you are comfortable. I have a pillow on the floor that I sit on and that's usually enough for me for 10 or 12 minutes. But if I feel like I don't want to get on the floor, a lot of times I just sit right in the corner of the couch and I like having that feeling of being nestled and comfortable. So make sure you figure out what position you're going to be comfortable in because if your knees hurt, your hips hurt, your back hurts, you're not going to enjoy the experience, but don't get so comfortable that you fall back to sleep. That's not, not what we're going for here. All right, so once you have your space set up, 
you have the things that you need. I've also pulled out some books and I'll talk about why I have those out in a moment. Then you're going to start to think about the components of your practice that are going to be the most helpful for you. And I'll tell you the six components that I practice in my ritual. And then you're going to set up your insight timer. And where's my phone? Okay, here I'm going to show you the insight timer app. And this is a free app so you can get it on your phone and the great thing is that you can make these presets of how much time you want to meditate for what your interval bells are and that's really what I use for this whole process to break up the two minute segments or whatever you decide you want to do you can create a background ambient sound and you can create an ending bell or I use the gong so all of those can be customized and then you save them into your presets. So those are all the ones that I tend to use, uh, but the one that I use the most is the 10 minute morning ritual or actually I just changed it to 12 minute morning ritual. Once you have your insight timer set up or whatever it is that you want to use, and you've divided it into the number of segments that you're going to have and you have the amount of time that you've selected. I always do two minutes per segment. You can of course do more if you feel like that's too quick. But there are six specific things that I like to fit in. So I do 12 minutes total, two minutes for each of the six segments. The first one, which is really critical to me, is a two-minute active warm-up and I usually do some sort of a kundalini movement. Um, I'll do alternating arm and leg reach. Sometimes I'll do um, a very active twist where you inhale and exhale as you're rotating the spine. That really helps to wake me up and focus my mind. Or sometimes I'll do Sufi grinds where you circle your head and your shoulders around your pelvis when you're seated. And I'll do those for two minutes to get myself awake. And then I'll hear the insight timer ding and I'll go on to the next one. So the next one, the second section is contemplation or sometimes I'll think of it as like planting the seed. If you are like me and sometimes your thought patterns are a little bit more toward the negative in the morning, having something to read and putting in the thoughts that you want to plant in your mind can be really, really helpful to creating a shift. So these are some of the books. This is a little book on meditation that I got when I was at Yogaville. This is a book I actually got when I stayed at an Airbnb that the owner wrote. Uh, this is The Daily Word. This is an older one, but these are great little passages that help to give you this piece of spiritual guidance in the morning. The book Soul to Soul has a lot of yoga related poems, a lot of roomy poems, um, all sorts of things in there that you can read in about that two minute span. I have a book of things that I've copied from various sources. Sometimes I'll read from that or I just finished doing the yamas and the niyamas and I always underline things when I'm reading a book so then if I go back and I just flip open to a page I'll see what I had highlighted or underlined 
and I'll go back and revisit whatever that passage was that I really liked. Usually I'll just have one of those <laughs> so that there's not too much confusion in the morning. Whatever one I'm working on at that time, I'll leave it on my little meditation area so I know when I get to that second segment of the contemplation or the reading, I just grab that and look at that for two minutes. Then the bell rings and I go into the next section. So for me, my third segment is a mantra. And I tend to use the opening mantra that I've always used for my yoga class because it's a mantra that I know really well. And I've practiced that mantra for so many years that as soon as I go through it, it settles me and pulls me right into that space that I want to be in. So I've already kind of primed that mantra, but you can pick any mantra that you feel like is helpful. It can be as simple as saying inhale, exhale as you watch your breath, or it can be a longer mantra like the one that I use. And if you don't have one that's memorized, you can always write it down and stick that on your meditation altar until you get it memorized. One of the other mantras that I really like to teach students because they can grasp it really quickly, you will start to remember it pretty soon after you start practicing it, is the Loka Samasta Suki No Bhavantu. And I had a student come up to me the other day after we had practiced that mantra for a few weeks, and she said that she was listening to some yoga music and that came on and she got really excited. She was like, I know the mantra, I know the mantra. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was funny because it really does just like soak into your brain and then all of a sudden you just know it without really having to like study it or focus on it too much. So the mantras are really, really helpful, especially if you have a busy brain that you need help focusing. The mantra is one of the most effective anchors to drop you right into that moment and hold you in that moment so that you don't get distracted as easily. Another option is for the mantra, if you don't like saying a mantra out loud or memorizing the mantra yourself, you can play a song. So I might have one on my phone. I actually have a playlist on Spotify called My Morning Mantras, and they're a collection of songs that I really like to do in the morning to chant along with. Um, and a lot of times their voices are a lot nicer than mine. <laughs> but um, that's the nice thing about chanting. You, you don't have to have a nice voice. You just, you do it. So um, those are some different options to figure out that two-minute mantra segment. Okay, so the bell dings. We go to the next segment, and this is where I use the breath as the anchor of concentration. And I like to do breath paired with a movement, a very simple, small movement. But this segment helps to connect your breath with your physical body. Uh, the one that I've been practicing the most lately is I drop my hands down onto my legs. And as I inhale, I stretch the hands open. I stretch the fingers open. And as I exhale, I close into a soft fist. And I'll go back and forth like that for two minutes. The other option that I'll use sometimes is tapping my fingers. So I'll rest my hands down and for each breath I will tap one finger. 
but you could really do any number of things. You could do a really simple sun breath of inhaling, sweeping the arms up, and exhaling, bringing the hands down. Whatever movement paired with breath you feel like is going to help you to settle in. And it gives you a little bit of movement, which is nice. But then the next section is where I go movement and stillness, going deeper into that internal awareness. So this one, I will usually bring my hands into this mudra and drop them down into my lap, close my eyes, and focus on the breath. But this is the point where I do breath and visualization. So in my mind, what I'm visualizing is the, the central channel of the spine. And as I inhale, the breath moves up that central channel to the crown of my head. And as I exhale, the breath moves down that central channel to the base of my pelvis. And I just visualize that moving up and down Usually in my mind, as I do that visualization, I think of it as a golden, warm, healing light that's moving up and down. One of the other visualizations that I'll do sometimes, which is kind of funny, uh, if my brain is really being crazy and scattered and I'm having trouble anchoring my thoughts, what I'll do is visualize my brain. And um, if you've ever gone to the salon and had somebody like, shampoo your head really well. This is what I visualize, but with my brain, like somebody is washing it and massaging it for two minutes. As I breathe, all of that gunk is kind of being washed and drained away. And it's kind of a funny one, so it keeps my attention, but I find that that visualization really does help me to kind of clear out some of the clutter and drop it away. And that brings us to the last segment in my custom morning ritual, and that is the, hopefully, meditation segment. So that's when I just drop the mantras, drop the awareness of my breath, drop any visualization, and try to let myself settle. And I call this the absorption in the experience of being. What you're trying to do, or really not even trying. It's more like a lack of trying. You're letting yourself settle and soaking in that experience of being into every cell that you have. And sometimes after going through the process of contemplation, concentration, and then meditation, you can drop right in. And of course, other days, <laughs> No matter how much prep you do, your brain is still going to jump around a little bit. So what I found is that leaving that empty space for two minutes isn't so long that it becomes frustrating, even if I'm not getting that absorption in the experience of being and my brain is jumping around. I can always go back to one of the other techniques because those are still going to be really beneficial to me. So I might go back to anchoring on my breath or I might go back into that visualization if I'm having trouble letting go of thought. I go back to the point where I'm trying to focus thought instead. Then my final gong goes off at the end of my 12 minutes 
and I usually have my cup of coffee or whatever I have right there. And this transition out of your meditation can be a really nice process of opening your eyes. This is why I do my meditation right in front of a window where I get morning light. I will open my eyes, take my coffee, take a few really slow mindful sips. I'll look at my candle and all of the things that I have on my meditation space, these little quotes and things that I find to be beautiful, I soak them in visually and then I'll start to look around my house and kind of reconnect with the outside world and existing in the outside world and then I will get up and start to go about my day. If you follow this six-part sequence that I like to do, the meditation itself will last about 12 minutes on your insight timer, but I like to allot about 15 minutes for the whole process to happen to light my candle, do my essential oils, and then to come out of the meditation without rushing, even if I just sit there for a minute to look around and start to reconnect with the external world and prepare myself for that interaction. Um, I think 15 minutes is a really nice space, but of course, since this whole process is customizable, you can shorten that. And the great thing about the Insight Timer is I have different preset timers. If I'm a little bit more crunched for time, I can do this in six minutes. Or if I have a little bit more time, I can do the full 12 minute version. Just depends on which preset timer I select on the Insight Timer. So I really hope that this is a way for you to set up a morning practice or a morning ritual that you are also able to stick with because that is so helpful. And I would love to hear what kind of techniques you work into your particular customized ritual. What do you find really helpful when you're going through this process? Thank you so much for watching this and I hope you enjoy your practice. I encourage you to take some time to sit down and really think about the components that are going to be the most beneficial for you to incorporate into your customized morning meditation ritual. But if you want to use the practice that I've created for myself, you can find part two of this video where I lead you through my full morning practice so you can join me.